Hello and welcome to Cabin Fever Fables. I'm Sarah Hunt from indie publisher Saraband and I'm delighted to be bringing a special celebration episode of the podcast today, marking Independent Bookshop Week. We started this podcast just as lockdown was looming and now, as some areas of life are emerging from lockdown, We've just had the first weekend when booksellers in England could trade in person from their shops again. Of course, by no means all bookshops have been able to open yet, and plenty are still taking orders online only, or trading shorter hours in person and trading online at the same time. But it feels like a particularly exciting week when the annual celebration of independent bookshops happens to coincide with our first visits to actual bookshops again. Even more special for me personally is this opportunity to twin with Sam Reeds in Grasmere, in the Lake District, for some joint celebrations this week. I've been a mega fan of this shop since being a small child, when I was taken often as a treat by my mum who also took me very frequently to our local library and sometimes to the small bookshop in our town. But there was nothing like Sam Reed's for me. And throughout my childhood, I always hoped I would work there when I grew up. In the nicest possible way, despite all the changes in the industry over the intervening time, Sam Reed's has hardly changed since. It's reassuringly similar for visitors today a wonderful treasure trove of books in a beautiful setting, staffed by knowledgeable and friendly booksellers. Heaven. I'm therefore so glad to be welcoming Elaine Nelson to the podcast today, owner of the bookshop for more than 20 years and a familiar face to all Sam Reed's customers. Elaine is going to start out by reading the history of Broadgate House, the iconic stone corner building in Grasmere, where the magic happens. She's reading from a local history book, Grasmere in 55 and a half buildings, written and published by the Grasmere History Group. Noticeable today as the home of Sam Reed Bookseller in March 1865, Broadgate House is described in the Westman Gazette as a new and substantially built premises. It was likely built by the first person to let the building, Joseph Fleming Green. An advert outlines the shape of the building, comprising a good dwelling house and corner shop, the former containing three sitting and seven bedrooms. The shop has two large plate glass windows and from its central situation is well adapted for various branches of business and may be taken either as a lock-up shop or along with the house. The two plate glass windows are still prominent features of the shop today. The first tenant was a photographer named James Sprout, who was one of a number of early photographers resident in Grasmere. Sprout, as R.J. Sprout, published stereographs of the English Lake scenery in 1863. Mr. and Mrs. Sprout ran a boarding house known as Sprout's Lodgings at the property between 1865 and 1879. Another early tenant of the main shop spaces from the 1870s was Thomas Bell, the chemist, whose name continues today in the Ambleside Chemist. From 1879, the tenancy shifted to Mr. Johnson Thompson. In August 1884, an advert in the Lakes Herald notes that Joseph Fleming Green 
was selling Broadgate House alongside four cottages and druggist's shop adjoining. This druggist would have been Thomas Bell. Additional property of Greens up for sale at this time included Beck Allen's, Beck Steps, the Rothay Hotel, and even Langdale's Dungeon Gill New Hotel. Mr. Johnson Thompson bought Broadgate House with a mortgage on it of £700. The next record relating the house records the 1890 death of a house guest, a 62-year-old coach driver by the name of John Hornby, known as Magpie, was buried in Grasmere Churchyard. In 1894, Johnson Thompson had fallen behind on mortgage payments and allegedly upkeep, so the building was sold for £740 to local bookseller Samuel William Reed. Reed had been bookselling from Church Style from 1887. Due to his lease at Church Style, Reed let Broadgate House to Thompson until 1895. Matters came to court when Thompson, a tailor and a renowned Helvellyn guide, would not vacate the property. Reed, as clerk to the Urban District Council, clerk to the old local board, assistant overseer and secretary for the Grasmere Sports, was judged to have the claim to possess Broadgate House. Accordingly, Sam and his wife Agnes, Nicabrathwaite, were trading as a bookshop and boarding house from 1896. One early wo worker at Mr Reed's bookseller's shop was a Mr John G Fothergill, who went on to work at the Dungeon Gill Hotel. Sam Reed sold books on the corner until his death in November 1919. Agnes Reed, his wife, kept the shop until her death in 1926, by which point their daughter, Helen Reed, took over. The small bungalow on the Broadgate side of the building, sometimes referred to as Little Garth, was once an office for the Urban District Council. It subsequently became Helen Reed's home. Despite exploring a sale of the business in 1937, Helen Reed kept Sam Reed's until 1950, when the business was sold to Joyce Cockroft. Joyce was known lo locally for her work in the theatre and also wrote a play in 1950, especially for the Wordsworth Centenary, entitled The Wordsworths, a play in three acts presented by the Ambleside Players. Wesley Griffiths took on the shop in 1955. Griffiths left Lee to settle in Grasmere and bought the Ray. He had previously been involved with books through the Left Book Club in Lee. Margaret and Dan Hughes took over from the Griffiths in 1969. Margaret had been a bookseller at Manchester's Hagen, Hockland. They ran the shop for 31 years. During Margaret's tenure, the floor was relayed and old bottles marked Bell were discovered dating back to Thomas Bell's tenancy. The present Elaine Nelson brought the shop from Margaret and Dan in 2000. During the 20th century, the bookshop absorbed a small room which had operated as the Lancaster Banking Company. For a time, this was a part of the children's book area of the bookshop, but it is now the shopfront of Lucia's Takeaway. A parallel shop space on the other side of the front door was developed from a portion of the old boarding house. In the 1960s, it housed Kate Greenwoods, which sold knitwear and tailored skirts. More recently, it has been Cunningham's Outdoor Clothing, and in 2019, reopened as Lucia's Bake Shop, run by Elaine Nelson's daughter, Lucia Nelson. There are still two flats above the shops. Thank you, Elaine. That was absolutely fascinating. Can you tell us something about your own history with the shop? How did you get involved at Sam Reed's? We'd done bed and breakfast here for a long t for seven years when we bought the house. 
Um, and Paul just said to me, why don't you go and see if you can buy the bookshop? I only ever consider myself a book reader, really, not a professional, well, certainly not a bookseller. I'd always just love books and reading and um, just thought it was a step in the right direction, really. I've certainly earned my bookselling badge after Definitely. 20 years. Definitely, you most certainly have. By the age of about seven or eight, what I wanted to do was work at Sam Reed. There's lots of people like you that have come in, you know, from being children, then to being adults, then bringing their own children, then bringing their grandchildren, because it's been there that long. Mm. And it's just a special thing to do. Well, I've always felt very honoured to have it. I feel it's a privilege to own it. You know what I mean? I always have done. In the last 20 years, you've managed to survive in uh, Grasmere and come back from three really major disasters or things that have really set the community back. There was a foot and mouth disease in 2001 and then Storm Desmond much more recently and now the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So tell me about, um, about how you've been so resilient as a community. I think I think possibly village communities are resilient. They have to be resilient. Um, they have to. They tend to be more um, isolated because just the fact you're a village means that you're isolated. Um, if you go back to two thousand and one, when the foot and mouth struck, people came to people come together and support each other. It, it's just a way by being together of getting through things. The foot and mouth was terrible and it was bad for the farmers and everybody that had livestock. But from the village point of view, it actually made that people were in the village. So people weren't walking uh, because they weren't allowed to, but they were in the villages. So therefore the shops and the businesses probably did quite well during the foot and mouth um, because they were people were just just like in any of these things. People are trying to support the businesses that they cherish. And we're trying to kind of get us through it. And then when they opened the fells in the July, the whole place just was just took off. How about um, um, in, after Storm Desmond? It was drastic. But there again, there was a silver lining to it. So they made this road. And then, it, then they just decided, I mean, I don't know whether there was any pressure on them from anybody, but they decided to run a bus service from Keswick to Grasmere every hour, I think it was, a single decker bus. And it was the only vehicle that was allowed on that bit of, road and it was escorted I think by something as well and it used to bring a busload of tourists and park where did it park right outside my shop and how about a sense of community now that there hasn't been any tourists during lockdown has the community come together oh yes definitely there, yeah there's been a, a huge amount of community spirit delivering shopping and then oh I was telling you about Lucy and Ewan baking bread um, so every Saturday they ask for orders for bread and sausage rolls and people have commented on that it was the only social interaction of the week that they had um, queuing you know two meters apart to collect their loaf of delicious sourdough bread and or a cinnamon bun or a sausage roll or whatever it is they wanted so yeah that's a nice thing that they did. What in particular are you looking forward to selling in the coming weeks and months? Oh we talking about the, the things that are coming in this in the autumn which are the probably the more the definite things that we know are coming in the autumn uh first of all a big one for us is the 
second James Rebanks uh, offering called English Pastoral, which is coming out on the 3rd of September. And obviously we're hugely excited about this because James is a very much a supporter. Snippet of, of gossip about James Rebanks. He told me that his grandfather wanted to buy Sam Reeves when it was up for sale. Interesting. Anyway, that's one of the books we're looking forward to. Uh, and which will be big for us, hopefully. We will be able to offer signed copies, um, which people really like to have because it's something that uh, you can't get in the big, well, you can get in the bigger bookshops, but we can offer signed copies, um, which, um, you know, um, going back to the loyalty thing, if people order a book from us and they know that it's come through our hands uh, with a signature on it, that means a lot. And then the other big one for us will probably be um, the new, uh, the sequel to The Lost Words, which is Spell Songs by Jackie Morris uh, and um, Robert McFarlane. And this is coming on the 1st of October. And we already have pre-orders for that. And Jackie, who is a big supporter of the shop, uh, will be sending uh, signed, well, there will either be signed copies or signed book plates to put in. So, uh, and at some point she'll probably come up and see us and sign a lot more um, because we put her up here at under crag at home when she comes and she's a big fan of my husband's mushroom risotto what great books to look forward to and i know there's uh, one of my personal favorite authors is also you know very much writing in in lake district um, areas and is from cumbria sarah hall uh, horsewater yeah. is one of my absolute favorites yeah i love that too so do you still sell um, books with a local setting like that, regardless of them not being new? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't stop. We certainly wouldn't stop selling Sarah Hall things. But when, if you know that Sarah Hall's got a new book coming out, then you would stock up and have, dare I say it, a pile on the table of Horsewater or um, um, the other, you know, Carhull and Army or Michelangelo, you know, all the ones that are sort of connected with the Lake District. Um, and um, the latest one, uh, we were lucky enough, we were very lucky actually, um, to have her come and read from her book of short stories called The Sudden Traveller. And she came uh, on Christmas, it Christmas, the day before Christmas Eve, she came because she was visiting her family for Christmas. And so uh, she came and did a reading for us and uh, it was wonderful. She's a writer that I've known since she wrote Horsewater. When she first wrote Horsewater and we launched it, the, well, there was a launch in London, the Faber launch, but the Northern launch we had at Sam Reed's was the first author event I'd ever done. Um, and she was, I was worried to death about it because I'd never really, I'd never done a book launch and I didn't know what she would be like. And she was, she was as terrified as I was. <laughs> And she was just so lovely and so normal. And um, she came and read from the book and then we had a chat. And we did that in the shop. We don't really do things in the shop anymore because it's not really big enough. But at that point, we still just did things in the shop. Um, and going back to my lovely other half, he always does or did do um, drinks and nibbles to go with any, any book thing that we had, which always brought the people in. <laughs> Um, as well as the obviously the uh, the author, but nobody knew who Sarah Hall was really when she when she wrote Horsewater. Um, and but now, sort of nearly twenty years on, she has this huge following and has become such a successful writer and critic and judge, you know, of prizes and everything. 
but she's still exactly that she's still exactly the same um she hasn't changed a bit you know what i mean she's no more no more uh doesn't have a lot of airs and graces and uh, which is which is lovely you know what i mean to think people don't change a true northern woman a true northern woman you're right there, <laughs> you're right there. Well, we haven't even mentioned the Wordsworths yet. Do you get lots of people who come in and ask you about William Wordsworth in particular? They tend to be the, they tend to be probably the American tourists. I've heard of him, but they don't know any more than that. And so they just want, then that tends to be a kind of a souvenir purchase. I don't know how many of them actually get read, if you know what I mean. I think it, you know, it might be a souvenir that they take back for... Uh, Auntie Joan or, or you know what I mean somebody or some child that might be studying English often people say things like oh we studied words with at school and it put me it really put me off but now I've come back to it as an adult I really like it and I really want to learn more um, and and we sell I would say we sell nearly as many books about Wordsworth as we do poetry um, you know we sell words I mean I try and sell I try I, I like selling um, Dorothy's journals because it's such a wonderful social history uh, to read if you're on holiday for any length of time and you can read and you can find the places that she mentions and um, and it's a lovely book it is a lovely book to sell um, and then you know other books Hunter Davis's book about Wordsworth we sell a lot of um, and lots of other but there's actually two two big new biographies of Wordsworth that have come out this year. Uh, another lovely book which has come out um, time to coincide with the anniversary of the Wordsworths in April is um, a picture book, a full colour picture book called The Wordsworths by Mick Manning and Britta Granstrom, which we're hoping to do well with in the coming months and years, hopefully. Well, these sound like great titles for you and uh, for anyone to look into. So shall we get back to um, the usual corona questions that we've been asking everybody in this podcast? What are you reading at the moment? All right. Well, I've just finished, actually, and I really enjoyed it, a book called Small Pleasures by Claire Chambers. And she was not a lady I'd ever heard of before, um, but I think she, this is her fourth or fifth book. And she doesn't churn them out. So I think, there's only, I think this is the first book she's written for 10 years. Um, and it was just something that appealed to me. It's set in 1957 and it's beautifully written uh, and it's about virgin birth. It's, a, it's about the possibility of whether people can have babies without a man's interference. And um, there is a word for it, parthenogenesis. That's the yeah. technical for it. Um, and it's the whole plot is, is written about a journalist who is investigating a lady who comes forward and says that she had a baby 10 years before and she'd never slept with a man. So she, you know, was claiming this was a virgin birth. And it's all the story about how the journalist investigates it. And it's all tied up as well with the, a true, a true event that happened about the Lewisham train crash, which happened in December, 1957. I won't say any more than that, but it's, it's a, it's a really good read, a really good read. Um, if you like things set at that time uh, in the fifties, you know, just after the war had finished and, it's obviously very well researched. Well, that sounds like a good read. And um, next question, what will you be cooking this evening? Uh, well, we're, only, we're having mushroom soup because we've had roast lamb. So we're, having, we're eating Spanish style at the moment. We're eating in the afternoons and because we can, because I'm not working. So we're eating in the afternoons at three 
and then so we have our main meal at three and then we have something small um, at about seven o'clock so we're having mushroom soup this evening but my husband makes that not me sounds delicious and if you could choose anyone at all who would you invite to dine with you if i had the chance to invite anybody to dinner i would invite sam reed and his wife and his daughter and i would get them together with margaret and dan hughes and myself and will probably and we just have a really good old chin wag about book selling in grasmere over the last 130 years <laughs> What a fantastic choice of companion. Don't you think that would be amazing? I just think I it would do. be amazing. It, it, it sort of... we're, all in, we're all in the same, exactly the same building. We're all in exactly the same position. Selling books, because we love selling books. And, uh, and yet, you know, we're, we're years apart. And now we're on that vein. I wonder which titles you would have had almost continuously. Wordsworth, I suppose. They would have been selling Wordsworth stuff, of wouldn't course. they? Uh, but, you know, Wordsworth and, you know, and the, the other romantic poets and Ruskin. Um, and, but they were the guidebooks. They would have been the guidebooks, wouldn't they? The, um, the very, like Wordsworth's guidebook to the lakes, illustrated guide to the lakes. Um, but that's probably it, isn't it? And then, and then as the years have gone on, then it would have been, I think Branson probably predates Wainwright. I would imagine that, that probably each of those owners, you could find a, a book or an author who started in that owner's yeah. period of yeah. book selling yeah. and has yeah. stayed on since. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, perhaps, perhaps in your era, it will be with the uh, Sarah Hall and James Rebanks. Yeah. Rebanks, which is a good mix isn't it but yeah they went to the same school in Penrith same secondary school in Penrith yeah interesting isn't it how would you sum up the special magic of Sam Reed's I think it's the timelessness of it the fact that it's not changed apart from the people running it um, since 1870, 1887 and the loyalty of the people the generations of people that come and bring future generations of people so that hopefully the whole book selling tradition will continue in Grasmere for many years to come. Well that's absolutely brilliant. I'll let you know when Sam Reeves comes up for sale. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah keep me posted. I've just got to get through the next couple of months of getting this shop up and running. And Thank you it's been really enjoyable and yeah. fascinating to hear all that uh, all that oh, I've got background. Awesome loads more stories if you want stories all right then well have a nice evening and you speak too. to you soon thank okay. you very much bye. bye bye well what a lovely way to celebrate independent bookshops week and the reopening of bookshops in england at least and um we're looking forward to other parts of the uk opening bookshops again very soon um so uh with that, I'll say please do get in touch with us at Saraband Books on Twitter or Instagram and a very happy Independent Bookshops Week to all you book lovers out there. Bye.